Precure Podcast Engage. And welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch a Christmas movie. <laughs> I am Charlie, the boy called Christmas. I'm a funny little talking mouse, Cassidy. <laughs> and today we are watching A Boy Called Christmas. A- See, it's very funny that at the beginning you said where we try to watch a Christmas movie, because that is very a- accurate for based on how uh, based on how it went last year. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace <laughs> to the Christmas episode that never was. <laughs> to truly the year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> truly the year without a Santa Claus. What are you going to do if we get through this super long episode and then you delete it again? I will cry. <laughs> I will cry so much. That's it. <laughs> no more Christmas for me. I can't do it anymore. <sighs> Anyways, you were saying the thing. Yes, this is a movie from 2001. Uh, you never said the name of the movie. I thought I said this is a boy called Christmas. No, you said that you were a boy <laughs> called Christmas. At least I don't think you did because I didn't get a chance to do my bit. Because I interrupted you to do that other thing. All right, uh, let me let me take it again then. And we Today we are watching a movie called A Boy Called Christmas. Also known as Un Garçon Nome Noel. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that. It was the easiest one for me to pronounce because I, I, I did take a couple of years of French. I, I did look at like every every single language variant of this movie's name, mm. and it was either this or I do the Italian one. Ah, I think the French one's pretty good. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how do we feel about this movie as a magical girl movie? Oh, we should not talk about that at the end. Yeah, probably. All right. Are you all? I don't know. Well, why maybe I... we should explain that as like kind of why we decided to watch this one. We were trying to figure out because we wanted to do another Christmas thing again, but we didn't want to have to make me rewatch and retake my notes <laughs> on a year without a Santa Claus. <laughs> So we looked around, tried to find a movie. We saw this one. It came out this year. It was on Netflix. Yeah. And I saw that it had a little mouse in it. And I learned that the mouse talked. And I was like, that sounds a lot like it could be a magical <laughs> girl thing. Yes. And that is why we decided to watch this movie this year. This is much longer than A Year Without a Santa Claus. It's like two years without a Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but that's my that's my ballpark estimate. I feel like that's accurate. I feel like A Year Without a Santa Claus is like an hour long. Or so. Let me see. 51 minutes. So this is almost exactly two years without a Santa Claus. (laughs) So I hope you're uh, excited to join us for this ride. I have no idea what the and the like the one time for this episode will be because while we're recording this, I'm not editing it. That would be wild. (laughs) But it's probably going to be our longest episode. Probably. Probably. I don't remember how long the movie episodes were. I feel like those were pretty long. Well, there were two of them, so. 
<laughs> it would too. Like combined, they might be the longest episode, but they were split into two. This is not split into two. No, we're not going to split this into two. We're, we're doing it all in one take. Mm-hmm. So we open on a snowy night in an English town as Dame Maggie Smith gets off a bus. Yep. <laughs> she walks past a bunch of people as she's, you know, walking and we see that she's headed to, like, these, like, apartments that are, like, right next to each the other. townhouses. Yeah. Uh, and there's, like, all, like, all of the ones are, like, they the What's really is this house is not... Not only does this house not have any Christmas decorations or lights, it's also a different color than the rest of the houses. Yeah, I, I was also like, hmm, all of these other ones are, like, kind of, like, yellowish and brownish and all the, like, that kind of color range. And this one is, like, a powder blue. <laughs> yeah, I that was a little weird to me. <laughs> it's really making it stand out. <laughs> so inside this house, we see a bunch of kids fighting. Two kids, yes. Uh, three. Three well, kids. Okay. There are three kids, but it is two kids that are fighting with their dads. I don't think the youngest is really uh, getting as he's, a... He's going to be in that conversation later, but like, yeah. there's three kids. Yeah. Because they don't really want to have their aunt come over. They don't like her at all. Maybe grand aunt. I don't know what that family member is called, but... I think, maybe? It might be great aunt. I don't know. I mean... Presumably, that's what she is. She is significantly older than the father. Yes. So unless her and her sister had, like, a big age gap, likely that she's not, like, the dead mom sister sister. Mm-hmm. So she's coming over to watch the kids because the dad has to go out uh, to, to the, the office. office. You know how it is with capitalism. Sometimes you just need to run to the office. <laughs> Definitely can't wait till morning. And it's not like he's going to be gone all night. He comes back later. Yeah. I guess he doesn't just want to leave his kids alone. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's just, it's so strange. Like, what? She had to come here by bus to get here. Uh, And he's, like, gone for, I don't know, let's say approximately 100 minutes. About the runtime of the film. A little bit less. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I get but, like... What did you need to get from the office that you needed to get right away that, that could not wait until morning? <laughs> when you live, like, less than 30 minutes away because you need to get there, get the thing, and then to get back. See, I thought he was going to, like, work for a little bit. And that's why I thought, Yeah, I thought he was going to, like, work the night shift or something, but then yeah. he just does come back. He does just come back. I, it's very confusing. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> This is because neither of us work office jobs or anything. It's like, why would I ever go to work for like an hour and then come back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I would not do that if I was asked. I don't know. I guess. Like the most that you would do it for is like maybe for your paycheck. But even then, I feel like you would have just waited until the next day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Also, I don't think they would, like, call me back just for, like, an hour. I feel like if I was going to work extra, it would be I would be asked during my shift. Yeah. Anyways, she now she loudly knocks at the door. We got to get a yes. move on, yeah. Charlie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so she, she arrives and she's like, hey, you don't have anything up this year. Like, where is your Christmas spirits? And she looks at the kids dead in the eye and they're like, mm, no, yeah, you all, you three are all heartbroken still. I can <laughs> <Yeah>. tell. <laughs> I have the eyes for it. Uh, there's a dog. It's very cute. 
this is the dog that will never show up again ever. Yes, this dog never shows up again, which is a shame because it is a cute dog. Why is this dog here if it only shows up in this scene? Be- to be a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Anyways, yeah, they lost their mom. Yes, her, their mom is gone. Uh, so she brings them upstairs. Uh, I don't know whose bedroom this is because there's only one bed throughout this entire... Uh, I thought there was like the bed they were sitting on and then a bunk bed behind Dame Maggie Smith, who is, whose character name is Aunt Ruth. Yeah, that might be true. My phone keeps going off. One second, we silence it. Silence that phone. Okay, I put it on silent mode. Uh, but she's going to tell them a story. Yep. And she says, oh, you're going to listen to the story, and then you're going to go to bed, and then you wake up, and Christmas will be here. And the kids are like, we don't want Christmas to be here. Yeah, they're not happy about it. Uh, but she's still going to tell them the story, you know? Mm-hmm. So we see as she starts the tale, it cuts to a bunch of snow. In the forest in Finland. Yep, in Finland. There was an ordinary boy named Nicholas, along with his father, whose name I forget. Well, we don't get his name for, like, most of the movie. You don't get it until, like, the 70-minute mark. Isn't he... His name is... His name is Joel? His name is Joel. Yeah, okay. I remember But for the beginning of the film, she only ever refers to him as the woodcutter. Yes. (laughs) And when we start this scene, uh, they are in the woods and there is a bear yep mm. he's like listen kid be the forest don't move until i tell you to run and i thought this was another thing that was going to come up again i thought he would one of them would refer to being still as being the forest yeah i also thought this was gonna happen like when this was brought up and then i forgot about it like halfway through the movie because there's so much going on in this movie but i did think mm-hmm. this was gonna come back i also thought this bear was gonna come back up when the reindeer showed up uh spoiler alert there's a reindeer in this movie uh i yeah, thought this christmas movie about santa claus <laughs> i thought that was gonna be the bear i thought the bear was gonna come back that does not i happen. also thought that too <laughs> no but they start running uh and luckily they're saved from being eaten by this bear by an arrow that we won't see the source of for about another 20 minutes or so yeah Uh, so they return to their cabin they live in a cabin in the woods yeah and uh we see it later from like an outside unit it's all slanted and deformed kind of like it belongs in uh one of the two different versions of charlie and the chocolate factory (laughs) uh we learned that they're barely getting by right now Mm mm-hmm but this story gets interrupted by the kid. The kids interrupt a few times during this movie. And the youngest uh, of these kids is like, hey, what happened to the mom? She got eaten by a bear two years ago. Yeah, she got eaten by a bear, which sucks. It does suck. <laughs> I feel like that's not a good way to go. Yeah, Nicholas sleeps in like a little hammock. It's really um, cute. And he asks his father to tell him the story of Elfhelm like his mother used to. Yeah. And the story goes, a young girl named Lumi got lost in the woods and then went on a long journey, you know, like over a river and through some woods and over the, the pointy mountain uh, and found Elfhelm, the town of the elves, where she stayed until the snow cleared and she could return home with a pocket full of chocolate. Yep. And during this, we see like a little like shadow uh, version of these events. Mm-hmm. We get a story within a story a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- um. His mother, like, they say that his mother truly believed the story, and then, like, they kind of believe it, too. Yeah. 
And we see this uh, necklace, this pendant, which has, I assume, a picture. It's like a, it's not a, exactly a picture of his mother, but it was his mother that he now has, uh, which comes up later in the movie. This pendant is important. Okay, see, that, I also thought that, but then when we see the other one later, because spoiler alert, there's going to be another one later, they have the same picture, and I thought that would be a little weird. That is a little weird. I, I, I'm not sure what this pendant, like the picture of the pet is supposed to be. If it's not the, not the mother. It's, it's the, it's the visual representation of the concept of a mother. <laughs> yes. But as they're having this, uh, as, uh, as they're being told the story, there's a squeak. There's a little squeak. The squeaking of a small mouse. The squeaking of a small mouse. And this dad is like, I'm going to fucking murder this mouse. I'm gonna He's going to eat our food. Nicholas like, what food? <laughs> yeah. He's like taking like a little bit of a table scrap and it's like running around the house. Yeah. And the dad takes like uh axe and it's like, I'm going to murder this mouse. And Nicholas is like, hey, please don't. And yeah. then we see cut to the next day. Nicholas has befriended the mouse and has named it Mika. Yeah. And he is going to teach this mouse how to talk because his mother always told him, if you believe you can do something, you're halfway there. Yes, but it doesn't really seem to be going that well. <laughs> well, it works out in the end, so... You know what? It does, do you, it does work out. I, I guess if you, if you don't stop trying, you can teach your pets how to talk. Always believe. You gotta believe. So the next day uh, after this, we hear that they got summoned by the king. Yes. Uh, the father says of the very communist sentence of like, oh yeah, the king has it all, and you know, honestly, he deserves, it, but also everybody else also deserves it. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> um, which is like a really fun thought for him to have here when, like, later on, he's just like extremely capitalistic. That is true. So the king, they uh, end up uh in the little like room to talk with the king, and there's a bunch of other like, what I imagine are like also people. Who don't have a lot of money and like work out outside. Mm -hmm. uh, the king has arrived into this room with his two dogs and his very yes. silly wig. <laughs> yes. And there's a man coughing in the audience and he's like, hey, are you all right? I can just like, I can clap my hands and a man will show up with a glass of water. You want, you good? Yeah. Uh, it's very funny after that scene. Because uh, the, the man is like, no, no, I don't need any uh, water. He's like, all right, you know, times are hard right now. We're all miserable. We all feel like we're missing something, you know? And then and everybody's just like, oh, yeah, you know, we could use some health care or like a living wage or a fair system of governance. Yeah. It's like, no, let me let me tell you what I think. We need. I think we all need hope, a spark of magic to keep the people going. So basically, I want all of you to go out and explore the land and bring back anything to inspire hope. Ensure most of you will die, but if you succeed, you'll be rewarded. He did say that. Some, most of you will probably die, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, my dude. Uh, so my thought here is like, okay, after the thing the father said earlier, and everybody else's thought about what they need... The king definitely just, like, singled out all of the people with, quote, radical ideas and was like, I'm going to send you on a mission that's going to kill you. <laughs> oh. That's my theory. I like the, that theory. It, it, it's... <sighs> this movie, like, really has this here, but then, like, throws it away halfway through because the dad has to be a capitalist and the king has to, like, 
come out on top or whatever. You know, it's like yeah, I didn't really. We'll talk about it, but the ending is. I don't like it. <laughs> so during this whole conversation, Nika disappears off of Nicholas's shoulder. So he just crawls around the crowd looking for him, causing a big stor- stir. But sees Mika right at the king's feet, dives in, grabs him, and then the guards all draw their swords. And the father's like, "Hey, listen, he's just a kid." Yeah. And the king's like, "Oh yeah, no, I get it. Here's half a crown." Which, based on like the reaction the dad has, is like, "Oh, that's just like a U.S. dollar. It can feed a mouse for a week." Yeah, it's not really much. So they're back at home, and someone shows up at the door, and it's Anders. He's the one who saved them the other day. With that arrow. he uses. Anytime you see a green arrow in this movie, it belongs to Anders. Yep. Everybody has t- color-coded weaponry. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Can can you send your son into another room? And it's like, there's only one room. We can go talk outside. <laughs> Which I thought was a little funny. Uh, so they both go outside and they get to talking about something. We'll f- we'll we'll learn pretty soon what they get to talking about. Uh, we'll get to it as soon as the scene's over because the next day the father's just like, "Hey, so I'm gonna be gone for like two to three months." Yeah. Because uh, me and the boys we're gonna go do uh, you know King's Quest and King's Quest Two and King's Quest Three <laughs> and Queen- King's Quest Four. You know all the hits, all those Sierra classics. <laughs> but we're doing it for the money. Yeah. It was like, I want to, you know, give you a better life. I want to give you the life I promised your dead mother at her grave. And Nicholas is not having any of this as his father was explaining this. He's like, because he's like, at first he's like, oh, you're doing it for the hope, right? He's like, no, it's for, it's for the money. And he's like, well, fuck you, It's not dad. always about the hope, Spider-Man. It's about the money. <laughs> uh, so he goes inside. He he has this turnip doll that he's like cuddling. Yep. That his mom made for him. Yep. It's got a face in it. Yeah. So, Anders is assembling the group to go far north, and they're going to find Elfheim. And as soon as Nicholas hears this, he's like immediately like, never mind about me being upset. I want to go. <laughs> Hell yeah. And the father's like, no, no, no. It's uh, it's too dangerous. It's it's very far north, you know. And it's so cold and snowy. Yeah, it's like, and the boy's like, hey, I love, I, I don't mind being cold. I love the snow. Please let me come with you. And then he calls his kid Christmas, which is apparently something that his mom called him, and no one knows why. Yes, because if you are not aware in this story, uh, people don't know about the concept of Christmas. Yeah, because it's long, long ago. Yeah, it's before Christmas ever happened. Um. Anyways, well, and while he's gone, his sister, Aunt Carlotta, will be there to watch him, and he is like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she shows up after she has wandered through these woods to get here. Uh, and, you know, the next morning, the father says his goodbyes, and, and the group leaves, and he, he gives Nicholas his long red hat. Yeah. With the white trim. Yep. You, if you can picture a hat in your mind that that sounds like that, <laughs> that's the right hat. You nailed it. Apparently, his wife made it for him. Uh-huh. Can't imagine why she would pick this certain design. You could say. Uh, as soon as the father leaves, the aunt's like immediately does like a, a. She was like being like the kind of evil that like is covered up because she's like hiding it behind niceties or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as as soon as the dad leaves, she's like, no, I'm kicking you out of the house because I need my privacy. Yep. Uh, she also tosses the mouse outside, uh, Mika. Mm hmm. I thought she was going to try and kill Mika at first. Yeah. 
Um, also, the story is interrupted by the children again. Um, and Aunt Ruth has to assure them that the child will see his father again. Yes. And she's, she, she never lies. She, nothing she ever says is a lie. Yup. You know, so she says that at the start of the movie, and I, it wasn't until the end of the movie that I realized, like, the connection between something that happens uh-huh. later. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like the last scene. I'm like, oh, okay. They do that fucking thing at the end, and it's like such like a, okay, all right, movie, okay. <laughs> so the boy builds himself a shelter for the night. Mm-hmm, it's a little stick house. Yep. There's a shooting star, and he wishes for his father to succeed and bring back some magic. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and so he's waiting for days and weeks, and Carlotta's eating all of his food. Yeah. And then one day, she turns the fucking turnip doll into a soup and feeds it to him, disrespects his mother and his father, and says there's no such thing as elves or elf helm. Okay. And then the hat catches on fire for yes. a second. I will say, when she 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 gives him the soup... At first, like, I know the mouse is in the rest of this movie, but at first, I was like, is it implying that she killed the mouse and made the soup? That's fucked up. I thought, but until we saw all the leafy greens on it, I was like, is this just going to be like laundry water or something? <laughs> we had two different ideas of what was going on with this soup. Yes, but it was it was the turnip. It wasn't laundry water or uh, the mouse being killed. Yeah. A second mouse, um, I guess. So the hat, the hat caught on fire after the soup was made, and you know he goes outside, puts out the hat in the snow, and inside, he like rips open to see him because he sees like a different color on the inside. Yeah. And on the inside is a map, a stitched map to Elfhelm, showing the entire story, you know, across the river, through the woods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. So he decides that he's going to take this map to his dad. And Mika joins him. Yes, Mika does join him. He's like, are you sure you want to come with me? It's dangerous. And the mouse climbs on. He's like, I'm glad you don't understand anything I'm saying. (laughs) And so they walk and they walk and they find a little village with a a grumpy old lady telling him he's too small and shouldn't believe in anything. Yeah. And that he should go fall off a bridge because it'll hurt less. (laughs) She does say that. (laughs) Uh, And then he like trudges through a snowstorm and he rests in a cave yeah and, and he's like i i don't believe in magic anymore yeah there was a time to prove that magic is real it would be now and what do you know the mouse starts talking yeah and this isn't magic he just finally you know was like all right i was waiting until you i had enough words to to be able to speak but man you are a slow teacher <laughs> We also learned that neither of them have ever seen cheese before. Yep. Does it exist? And even though and even though he hasn't seen cheese, he does believe in it. Yes. I'm glad you believe in cheese, small mouse. No, Nicholas is the one that said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was Mika. Mika says, hey, wait, is cheese a real thing? And Nicholas is like, well, I've never seen it, but I, I still believe in it. <laughs> okay nicholas you also have cheese one day i'm sure well presumably they do but it never gets shown on the screen no (laughs) you will never see cheese in this movie so as they continue on uh mika starts like narrating and pointing things out as they're you know walking uh practicing those words yes 
And he's like, hey, what's that uh, real big scary thing? What's a word for that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of big. It's got like, it's got like horns. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's probably a reindeer. Yeah. Uh, well, this reindeer is uh, right behind us right now. <laughs> yeah. And they get chased for a little bit. And then Nicholas climbs into a tree and sees an arrow sticking out of the reindeer. And it's got a green green fletching on it, so you know what that means. Yep. Belongs to Anders. That bastard man. Yep. And so he like convinces the uh, the reindeer to calm down for a little bit and pulls the arrow out. Ices the wound, destroys the arrow. Yeah. And they get back on their merry way, but this time the reindeer starts following them. Yeah. And then the reindeer forces them onto its back and they ride it onward. <laughs> yes, I wrote down the line... Uh, why teach me how to talk if you're never going to listen? Uh, which is something Mika says after they start riding the reindeer, which I think is a funny line. It would be very funny if Mika started talking and then at no point did Nicholas ever, like, like mention or react to it ever. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. This is talking mouse, but the boy can't hear him. Yeah, no one can hear the talking mouse, but the mouse is talking. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. That is not what happened, but... No, but uh, we cut to them nearing the end of their journey to Elfhelm, because, you know, they see the sleeping giants, which are just faces carved into rocks. Oh, yes, but before see a this... see pointy mountain. Before this, uh, uh, Nicholas does name the reindeer. He names it This is about where he does, Yeah, yeah. He names it after Lake Blitzen. Uh, Mika's like, wait, which one are you naming it? Blitzen? Lake? Both? <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much. Uh, I wonder why they picked Blitzen as, like, out of all the reindeers. Why Blitzen? It's like the Lancelot of the of the reindeers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, and Dash is like the Galahad. <laughs> Who's the author? Oh, uh, that's Rudolph, oh. obviously. Okay. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this. Prancer would probably be like the third one if I could if I could immediately pull a different name. Uh, hold on. Okay, I can, I'm holding I can on. maybe pull. A, I can pull on up another name. I bet. Uh, Gawain. You know, Prancer could be a good Gawain, I guess. <laughs> I think that is it for my uh, ability to name Knights of the Rain table just out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you heard here first, folks. I mean, I did just watch a movie where someone does just name every Knight of the Round Table. What movie did you watch where they did that? Uh, well, you oh, yeah! tune in in like a week or two for Kids and Their Dogs. <laughs> The, the most recent episode of that will have been, or will be, because it's not going to be out yet by the time this goes up, theoretically. No. The episode on the sword and the scoob. This should be out on Christmas. If it's not out on Christmas, you have my permission to yell at me. See, I was expecting it to be out the day after Christmas, because that is a Sunday. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know, it should be out the day after Christmas, because if you all don't know this about me, and I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I've definitely brought this up to Cassidy uh, more than once, is that I often think that Christmas is on the 26th instead of the 25th. 
I do not know why. I, I cannot explain to you why I think this, but it is a thing that I consistently think. It's You know, it's got a similar mouth sound to like six and Christmas. There's yeah. a lot of similar sounds there. Yeah, so this should be out the day after Christmas. So happy late Christmas. Merry, happy, merry late Christmas. Stephen's greetings. <laughs> Yes, so they get past the mountain and they get to the point where like Elfheim, Helfhelm, Elfhelm, Elfhelm, not Heim. <laughs> I, I did think it was Heim, but I'm like, no, that's like Norse. Yeah, uh, should be here, but it's nowhere in sight. It's just a bunch of snow, and I guess Nicholas just he starts just dying. <laughs> <laughs> he sees his father's knife, and there's nothing around it, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna lay down and die." <laughs> yeah, he just lays down and starts freezing to death. <laughs> And Mika and Blitzen are just like, hey, man, <laughs> don't do that. And all Ruth is like, all right, you know, you know, how about I just end it here and then I'll come back next year and we can pick it up from here. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That would have been so mean. <laughs> yes. Uh... See, it reminds me of the time that uh, I was watching someone do a Twitch stream and they were just watching... The, uh, the old animated film of Frosty the Snowman. Mm. Um, and right when they got to the part where Frosty melts, uh, Twitch moderators showed up and were like, hey, you can't do this. So they had to stop streaming right after Frosty died. <laughs> it's like, all right, everybody. Frosty the Snowman. That's how it ends. That's really funny. <sighs> <sighs> Anyways, um... So some elves show up. Some elves show up. Uh, it's, a, it's like a grandfather and like a little girl. Yeah. She's... Uh, he's her uh, great-great-grandfather. We'll find out later, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, listen, you remember what we said? Even though he's a human, you know, be kind whenever possible. So I'm just gonna, you know, give him a little... You know, he like pokes him in the chest and like a little magic thing happens. And Nicholas just jolts away and he's like, hold on, who are you? Yeah, what's up? And that's little Noosh and her, her great-great-grandfather, Father Topo. Yep. And Noosh says that Topo worked a little Drimwick on him. Yeah, it's a hope spell. I hope that you would be warm and strong and always safe. And Nicholas is like, that's impossible. He's like, how do you know? You know, we don't say that word. We don't say things are impossible. Anything impossible is just a possibility you haven't considered yet. <laughs> Or whatever they say. Yeah. And they're like, hey, why are you even out here? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for Elfhelm. And they're like, hey. You're in Elfhelm, yeah, idiot. Yeah, well, here, like, apparently you can't see it. Yeah, to see, you must truly believe. Yes, you must believe. Just like the Polar Express. <laughs> Which is one of the movies we considered watching. Hot, hot, hot. We got it. Yes. Y'all, y'all got spared from listening to me sing along to the hot chocolate song, uh, this year. <laughs> For now. For now, I've spared you. <laughs> anyway, so he starts wandering around, like trying to like really believe in Elfhelm, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the fog starts to clear, and we see Elfhelm. It's very colorful. Yeah. They say that they're, like, on the longest street in Elfhelm, but when we get there, they're, like, outside of it still. Well, he walked away. That's true. And they were they were at the end of the street. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so the grandpa shoes Nicholas out of the middle of the road because, you know, there's guards afoot. 
And there's yeah. a missing poster for one little Kip. Uh, and apparently to- Topo and Douche are both part of the resistance. Yes, because, you know, uh, Nicholas is like, hey, I thought this was supposed to be like the happiest magical place on Earth, you know. And like, well, we want it to be. And that's what the resistance here for. Uh, <laughs> so they head down to like this tree stump and then they climb up into this uh, house, I believe. It's like a little, it's like a room in like a hidden building. Yeah. It's full of dancing people and everybody's singing Merry Christmas. And then Mika just devours an entire town of candies and cookies and all that. (laughs) Yes. And uh, Nicholas is very surprised. He's like, hey, what's Christmas? And they're like, you don't know what Christmas is? It's the kindest day of the year. It's the best day of the year. Because it's the kindest. Yeah. It's a day where everyone's open hearted. It's. It's incredible. Also, they call him a smelly sausage. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, no, that's what my mom called me. My name is Nicholas Christmas, essentially. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Nicholas. It's like Nicholas. And Nicholas is like a smelly sausage that trolls eat. Also, trolls are real. Trolls are real. We'll see one later. Uh, Yeah, and then there's a raid and the resistance has to try to clear out, but they fail to do so as the guards show up. Yep. And then there's this, like, evil witch that walks through, and she's just knocking everything over with her magic powers. Yeah. And they refer to her as Mother Vodal. Yep. But then also later we get a different name right at the end. Yeah. Huh. The name we get at the end is, like, very different, and I don't know if it's, like, her first name or her last name or what. They call her Demelza. It's, it might, maybe it's, like, her first name, and then, like, she was given, like, referred to by her last name when she became the leader. Because she talks about that. Yeah. She's upset that elves still want to party after months of suffering, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is, has it been months? It can't have possibly have been months. It feels like it might have been, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks at least, because, like... It can't even have been that, because within three days, Nicholas finds them again. (laughs) That's true. It's only been a short maybe, bit. Maybe it's been a week because they don't have a reindeer to drive them around. But like, <laughs> it cannot have possibly have been months. No. Unless time works differently here in Elfhelm. Yeah. When she sees Nicholas, she's like, hey, who are you? <laughs> she's like, first, Who's she's like, human? who are you? And Mika's like, oh, I'm Mika. He's like, I'm a talking mouse. She's like, no, I've, I know what a mouse is. <laughs> but Nicholas is like, yes, hello, I'm human. Well, what's, what's up? And the most important new rule is that we can't bring humans here, Topo. Yes. And then Topo gets magicked up into the air for using a Drimwick on a human. Yep. I can't, you have no idea what powers you could have possibly unleashed. I think it's fine. I don't think she... I don't think he unleashed any powers. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Uh, and then apparently the woodcutter's group, uh, you know, Joel's group, the father's group, betrayed the elves at some point. Yeah. Because they've been waiting for more humans after the last one was so nice. Yep. But, uh, they kidnapped little Kip and, uh, Mother Voldo's like, hey, this is why I was named, like, the, the holder of the staff, like, the leader of Elfhelm, because... I was like, we should no longer have any non-elves in our town anymore. We should no longer have Christmas and everybody should be less kind and happy. Yeah. 
And then Mika and Nicholas get separated, and Nicholas is taken to the tower. Yeah. Uh, and there's a girl in the tower room. She's a truth pixie. She's young. Me- <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it yet. Um, she makes people's heads explode. Yeah, it it's wild. She's like, I don't, I can't get a read on this character. Cause she's all about like, okay, yeah, I can't tell the lie ever. I can only tell the truth. And anytime other people don't tell the truth, it makes me upset. And also, I love to commit crimes and kill people. And I would love to explode your mouse. Yeah, she's a real wild character. And like, she's like compelled to tell the truth too. Cause like, well, first, uh, he tries to ask her for help, and she's like, no, I don't want to help you. Like, It's so boring That's sounding. the idea of his boy, yeah. But she does something in order to wake up the troll that's also locked up here. Yes, so the thing that she normally does is she normally yeah. uses leaves to make people's heads explode. Um, but to, to be a replacement for the explosive leaf that she uses, she's invented Christmas crackers. Yes, which, which are like fireworks. Are you familiar what a Christmas cracker is, Charlie? No, I'm it's not. It's a real thing. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the same shape, and it's like um, it's, well, let me just show you a picture. I did not know they were real things. Yeah, I think it's more of like a like an English thing mm. than it is an American thing. But I've seen them in, you know, over here in the states. I need to not use Bing. I, I, I thought Bing would have been okay, but now, like, every time I try to fucking Google anything, it's always worse. Oh. I was like, it never just shows me Wikipedia on the first page for whatever reason. Here's the page for it. Thank you. Uh, they make a snapping sound when you pull them open. Oh. Because they have, like, a little metal, like, snappy paper in the sides. And inside, it's, like, you know, a couple gifts, like, a small, like, like uh, almost like Cracker Jack gifts. Okay. Uh, and like usually like a little joke. They are a part of Christmas celebrations in the United Kingdom, Ireland, and Commonwealth countries such as Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and South Africa. Ah. So basically, England and anywhere that England colonized. <laughs> yeah. So the troll is here. It grabs mm-hmm. him and uh, the truth pixie is like, hey, you should, you should eat him. Uh, but the boy's like, "Hey, please, please, uh, help me, please, save my life." Please don't, please don't murder me, please. Yeah. So uh, she's like, "Fine, fine, fine. I'll use the hue, the last hue leaf I have," and she puts it in the troll's mouth. Well, no, she hands it over to Nicholas, and he puts it in the troll's mouth. And then she counts down as the troll's head explodes and launches them through the roof. Yep. And they start flying through the air because the Drumwick inside Nicholas triggers. And they're floating through the air because he's thinking happy thoughts like Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, and that apparently is not a requirement later because here when he stops thinking them, they fall back down to the ground. Yeah, because she brings uh, Later, up something he- very traumatic happens and it does not stop the flying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Huh. Anyways, they fall onto a roof of a building and the guards are all looking for them. And, and she- Nicholas introduces himself to her specifically as Christmas. Yes. Uh, she also does give them away because, like, they're, like, looking for them and she can't, like, lie about where they are. Yeah. But apparently that includes lies of omission. Yep. Uh, they go inside a, a schoolroom where a teacher is teaching everyone to hate humans. 
There's a funny gag in here where she's like, what do we say if we see a human? And then as Nicholas like comes through the window and so one of the, the people, one of the kids screams. She's like, exactly. And then they keep screaming and the teacher turns around and is like, oh, no, it's a human. And then the guards are coming up. I'm duty bound to protect my students from harm. And he's like, listen, I'm going to go save little Kip and I'll clear everything up. You got to help me. And so she opens up a trap door slide in the floor. Yeah. And sends Nicholas and the truth pixie down and then closes it behind them. And then the guards show up and it's like, hey, kid, are you a human? It's like, no, of course not. Uh, Also, uh, Noosh was also in this classroom and leaves. uh, Oh, I didn't realize that that was her. I thought it was just like a random kid. No, no, I re- so I didn't realize that at first either. But then she shows up to give uh to give Nicholas the reindeer, and I realized she had left to go get Blitzen for him. I thought it was just coincidence. I literally thought she was just walking Blitzen nearby for some reason, and that she just wasn't at the school because she was a resistance member. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, they they hop on Blitzen and they start running away, and Mika hops on because he was on a roof nearby. Yeah. And they get chased through the city, and then they get cornered by Mother Vodal and the guards. And the kids are like, hey, Aunt Ruth, you gotta tell us if he doesn't escape. You gotta yeah. stop telling the story right now if he doesn't escape. Yeah, if he dies- We couldn't handle it. If he dies, you can't tell- you can't keep going, please. And she's like, well, listen, you can handle anything, because you've already handled everything. Yeah. You got this. And so the truth picks, he throws a cracker in the air, and it is a massive explosion- and then she blocks the drawbridge so that way Nicholas, Mika, and Blitzen can escape. Yep. And then they spend three days looking for the men in Little Kip. They see smoke in a wood and they investigate. Yep. There is a thread leading through the woods to it's the It's a cage. golden thread. Yeah, it's a golden thread. Um, Did yeah, the and they boy find the do cage. this? I think so. I think it was like probably like off of his clothing or something. Mm, okay. Yeah. So he finds because Little Kip. there's no way any of like the men here had golden thread on them because like <laughs> the whole thing is that they they don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> and so the men are camped nearby, and you can hear them bragging about the catch. Um, Nicholas is caught just outside the camp by arrow point by just some random guy. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we finally learn that the father's name is Joel, yeah. <laughs> because someone was like, "Oh, it's Joel's kid." Yep. Uh, and so they reunite the, the father and the son. Yeah, and the the the, the uh, Nicholas is like, "Hey, dad, like, why'd you, you kidnap were, a kid? Yeah, like you were forced into this, right? Like, you don't actually want to do this." And the dad's like, "No, it's about the money. It's about the money. We need to do it for the reward." And Nicholas is like, "Oh, but being good is better than being rich." Yeah. And then he accuses his father of forgetting his mother, and then Joel's like, I just tie him up, and also tie a Blitzen. Yeah. Also, Mika can talk now. Yep. <laughs> and then in the middle of the night, he comes out and he cuts free his kid, and the elf, and Blitzen. Yep. He sets them free. He's on his son's side, no matter what. Yeah. Seeing his son really changed his tune again. After being told, like, hey, your dead wife would hate this. Yeah. <laughs> So Nicholas is on, and uh, little Kip is on the reindeer. While the dad is in like this little like sled. Yeah. Uh, as they are being chased through the woods by the other men and a bunch of dogs. Yep. And the Drimwake passes on to uh, Blitzen, and he starts trying to fly, but the dad's like, "Oh, 
I can see that I'm holding him down because, like, I'm literally heavy and holding him down from behind on the sled. Yeah, and he's like, listen, you got to do this. You have so much good to give. Uh, and then the, the reindeer... himself loose. Yep. And then the reindeer flies off over the edge of a cliff while his father falls to his death. As the cliff literally is, like, crumbling underneath. Like, they didn't need for this to go so hard. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess they needed to hammer home, like, oh no, yeah, for sure the dad dies here. Yeah. It's fucked up. It is very fucked up. And this is, I was like, yeah, so this is the part where Blitzen then falls out of the sky, right? Because we've already established that he has to be thinking happy thoughts for the flight to work. For some reason, I thought that it was Blitzen that was, like, thinking the thoughts to in order to fly. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Who knows what's because going through Blitzen's mind? Who knows? Maybe Blitzen <laughs> loves murder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why grandma gets run over by a reindeer. <laughs> Blitzen confirmed lover of murder. Uh, anyways, uh, all the kids that are listening to the story are pissed because, like, well, I guess there can't be a happy ending now. Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and Dave Maggie Smith's like, so? <laughs> yeah. Happiness isn't compulsory and nothing ever ends. Grief is the price we pay for love, and yeah. worth it a million times over. Yeah. So she gets back to her story. <laughs> yep, Nicholas goes to make everything right, and he takes a little Kip back, and he's like, listen, little Kip, humans are complicated. Yeah, they sure are. And then all the elves are nowhere to be seen, because they're all in one building, except for the parents. They're in a different building. Yeah, Don't I guess the parents it. aren't being punished. I yeah, mean, I guess it'd be fucked up for her to punish the grieving parents. Yeah. And she's like, listen, I'm you you aided and abetted the human child, you're being banished forever. Yeah. And then I was like, didn't you forget? Do we really have to bring up the little Kip thing again already? And then little Kip comes in and he's like, hey, I'm little Kip. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, he's, he gets led up to like the <laughs> little stand. He's like, I'm not going to give a big speech. And then he doesn't say anything else. He's not going to give any speech at all. <laughs> no. Uh, and Tope was like, well, if Kip's alive, then Hope's alive. And yeah. everybody crowd surfs little Kip out the door. Yeah. And just ignores Mother Vodal, who then disappears into a trapdoor. Yeah. Uh, the, the little Kip is reunited with his parents. Yep. Uh, and Nicholas is reunited with the truth pixie, who tells him, listen, the truth is painful, but you learn to live with it, and it makes you stronger. Yeah. And, like, I get it's supposed to be, like, yeah, you ran into your father, and, like, I feel like she's coming at it from the the direction of, like, oh, yeah, you learned that your father kidnapped a kid and was okay with it. And he's in this conversation from the point of view of, my dad just died in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think anything, I don't think the truth has anything to do with that. No. <laughs> I mean, it does feel like they're having two different conversations here. <laughs> <sighs> And then the family of Lil' Kip gives uh, Nicholas some tops. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. I need a bunch of these toys right now, and I need a curtain, because I just remembered that this is a Santa Claus movie, and I gotta go become Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time for these elves to make a bunch of toys. And chocolates. And chocolates. And then Topo gives him a belt, and is like, listen, Elf Home's your home now. Yeah. Which is good <laughs> that he has a home now. Yeah. 
And so he goes to take his sack of toys on a flight, but then immediately gets shot by magic from Vodal, who shows back up. And she's also set the tree behind him on, like, magic green fire. Yeah. And he's like, listen, we'll lose everything if the humans ever find out this one kid got out of here. Yep. And then she sees the, uh, the, the, the necklace. The, yeah, the pendant. Yeah. And uh. she freezes, and it's like, and he's like, oh yeah, that's my mom's. And Vodal's like, oh. Yeah, that kid I was talking about before, that was your mom, I guess, also. Because we have matching pendants now. Yeah. She was a human girl that wandered in. Uh, she was loving and kind and full of hope. She became our friends. And then one day, she left. Uh, she's like, and she never came back. Yeah, she never came back. And he was like, listen, she was busy. She had a kid. She called him Christmas. It's me. I'm the boy called Christmas. <laughs> she never forgot. She told the story over and over every night. Come on. And then uh, Topo's like, well, Christmas is in like three days, so we can have the best Christmas ever still. Yeah. <laughs> I see and your then... mom and you. I guess everything's all right. Yeah. And then Nicholas flies off with all the toys. And Noosh just in the background's like, okay, Father Christmas. And it's like, you really had to shoehorn that in there, I guess. <laughs> and speaking of shoehorning things in. <sighs> yeah. He sneaks into the king's castle and then just immediately trips because Blitzen just knocks him over. <laughs> And uh, the king is like, hey, what the fuck are you doing in my room? Guards? Guards? There's no You know, one there. I gave up on that whole hope quest after everybody kept bringing me fake unicorns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, listen, no, I'm listening. Listen, listen. I got, I got what you need. Look at this fucking toy. <laughs> Check out this top. And then he takes the king for a flight and they go around delivering presents. And why does the king have to be here? I don't know. I thought... I thought he was just going to start delivering the presents. I didn't even think he was going to approach the king. Yeah, I, I I, also don't know why he would have delivered the presents. I guess, like, his thought here is like, oh, yeah, so if we start this whole tradition of giving gifts and the care behind the gifts, because it's, it's not about the money. It's not about the presents, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the, it's about what's behind them. All the, the joy. Care. Yeah, and that. And giving someone a gift so we can share the joy or whatever. Yeah um but yeah the king's just there the whole time yeah uh and we see like uh the grumpy old lady from before we see her grandkid and the goose still the goose is still here with her because she had a goose when she showed up originally yep um and there's a, nicholas like all right king that's the plan you know i, I this is the blueprint you can do it yourselves like, and the no, king's no, like no, oh no. well then why don't you do it yeah every <laughs> it's just year. one day a year yeah just every year do him do this and that's how Christmas was created, apparently. <laughs> they don't even say that they named it Christmas. They're just, he's like, it needs a name. And they're like, they stared at each other. And then it cuts to the next scene. <laughs> and Mika comes up with like, uh, a bad name. They're like, Nicholas no. and Mika the Talking Mouse Day. Yeah. And the king's like, no, we're not going to name it that. But then they never actually give it a name. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we just cut away. We do see him go back to the uh, cabin he used to live in with his dad, who now, I guess, is his aunt just lives there now. Uh, yeah, his aunt chases him out and is like, bandit, bandit. Yeah. Uh, and then me. he flies off on on the on Blitz and is like, hey, by the way, magic's real now. Fuck you. Yeah. Also, there's some chocolate in your pockets now because you said you wanted to have chocolate. Bye. Yeah. Peace out. And that's that's the story. It's the end of the story. She's like, yeah, that's how Christmas happened. Yep, that's how Christmas was uh, made. With a king, a mouse, a reindeer, and a boy called Christmas. 
King did not need to be involved. No, the king did not need to be involved at all. <laughs> you could have had this happen by just showing more sad kids, and you could be like, oh, okay, yeah, I just wanted to make those kids happy for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Share the idea of Christmas with everyone. So we cut back to the uh, the kids and the aunt, and they're like, hey, please tell us another story. He's like, listen, I'll tell you anytime you need it. And they're like, oh, how about tomorrow? And she's like, scoffs and chuckles. And the dad shows back up. Yeah, and he's like, all right, it's after, it's after everyone's bedtime. And the kids are like, we want to decorate next year. And then they all of them look to the living room, which is entirely decked out with presents and decorations and lights. Yeah. And one of the kids is like, oh, yeah, mom would have loved this. Yeah. And Dame Maggie Smith's like, well, you're, you and your family are their best memory of her now. And then we see the uh, the pendant from the story on the tree. Uh, and then one of the kids is like, is that really how Christmas began? She's like, listen, I never lie. And this is when it It has to me. be how it happened because I never lie. And then she like puts on her hat and like slightly brushes her hair out of the way. And we see just like a big CGI elf ear <laughs> that she then covers back up with the hat. <laughs> and then she starts walking on the street and they go over to like the window to watch her leave. And then she just throws a fucking firework up in there and I'm like... Are you saying this is the truth mixing from the story? Yeah. I saw, It took me a second. I was like, oh, she's like an elf. And then I was like, no way. She never lies. It has to be the truth pixie. And then she just fucking throws a Christmas cracker in the air. And it just sits off a million fireworks. And I'm like, Dame Maggie Smith, it is three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you are the people that everybody hates. <laughs> At least she moved on from blowing people up. Yeah. I will say- really into fireworks. <laughs> How does this happen? I was like, does she have a sibling that we never le- learned of? A family? Well, I mean, she can't possibly have been the only pixie in existence. I guess that's true. Also, how do pixies age? Because she's a very old well, that's the thing about Dame Maggie Smith is she's very old. <laughs> How old is Dame Maggie Smith? <sighs> Currently 86 years old. Wow. Yeah. Born in 1934. That's so long ago. I mean, if you told me that like in this movie she was like, I don't know, 150, I'd believe you. <laughs> I guess it really depends on how long ago this story was compared to now. Yeah, it probably would have had to have been like really, really old. Yeah. All things considered. I guess pixies just age very slowly. But they do age, I guess. Well, yeah. But yep, yeah, that that's the, that's the movie. <laughs> I also did think uh at the end of the movie when uh Mother Voidal was uh, fighting uh, Nicholas. I thought that like they were gonna have like a like a meeting, and he was gonna get the staff, and he was just gonna get magic. And he already had magic. Yeah, he has I... the ability to fly, but only if he thinks happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, but what about more magic? I mean, we don't know what other magic the the Dreamwick can give him. That's true. We he could have limited unlimited power. It's... They need to make a sequel. A boy called. Christmas 2 where they show him becoming Santa Claus. Two boy, two Christmas. <laughs> and he has um, an evil twin and that evil twin is Jack Frost. 
I feel like there's a real chance he'd have a romance subplot with the Truth Pixie. Yeah, for sure. Do you think these? Do you think it's possible that these kids are related to Santa Claus? I think it's very possible. Also, I just fucking realized something very funny. Yeah. She okay. So the Truth Pixie never got a name. No. The only name we get for Dame Maggie Smith's character is Aunt Ruth. Yes. Uh huh. I'm gonna just write some things down real quick. Okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What I have done here is I've written the word Aunt Ruth here, but I capitalized the T in Aunt. (laughs) That is pretty funny. (laughs) I did not realize that. Yeah. Anyways, how do you feel about this being a magical girl movie? You know. I feel pretty strongly about it. I like he does have magic. He does like his opponent is not really like evil. I think I think uh Vodal needed to be what I think for this to be ideal for our list, IMO, yeah. Vodal would have to have been more darkness oriented. Yeah, I did think she was going to be, but that didn't really happen. She had a redemption right at the end. It feels like it gets really close to it but i don't think it quite hits the mark i think it's very close to a magical girl movie but i don't think it's quite there like i feel like Mm -hmm. it's missing something i think i know what we should watch next time and i think it would count but we need to watch it to make sure yeah i think we need to watch santa claus is coming to town (laughs) all right the bank and rass movie that has burger meister meister burger in it Hell yeah. Alright. See, we talked about this two-hour movie and only an hour. Yeah. We kind of blasted through the movie part of it. Yeah. I always take more notes than I need. <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing. suppose it is. Alright. Well, now that the, the movie's over, let's do some plugs. Let's get some plugs. Okay. Uh, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, if you want to tell us your thoughts on A Boy Called Christmas, or... Christmas stuff. How was your Christmas? Was it good? If you celebrate Christmas, was it good? Let us know. Um, is there any Santa Claus style media that you think is for sure 100% a magical girl movie? Yes. Let us know. And you can do that by finding us at Prepod Engaged on Twitter. Or you can talk to me, Charlie, at Magical underscore Pride, where I tweet about things. I'll probably have tweeted about Christmas stuff. And maybe. Other stuff. Who knows what I'll be tweeting about in a week? I d- sure don't. <laughs> Are you going to listen to the uh, other- Let's see. You might be tweeting about... Is the Perlitos going to be over by then? Maybe? Yeah, probably. I don't know how much left is left of the superlatives. Um, you know what? Maybe... What? Nova. Let me go to the superlative Twitter account. Um, let's see. The Reformed is on the twenty third, and then the Scion is on the twenty seventh. So it won't be over until. Uh, Actually, that's not going to be what it is though, because Nova happened early. So that's going to be Scion on the twenty third and Soldier on the twenty seventh, maybe. Yeah. So definitely don't think it's going to be over until the week after that, because I'm pretty sure there's still things after Soldier. Uh. Yeah, the 27th would have been that Monday, and then 
their star and then transformed. Yeah. So this will be a little bit of superlative. So, and if star is coming up, I will definitely be tweeting about stars because I nominated my star. So hopefully she made it through. And please vote for Stellar. Please, I ask of you this simple yeah. thing. Please vote for my character. And so we offer you the simple prayer. <laughs> took me a second because that's what I was thinking of when you said that. And I was trying to remember all the words. You can also go listen to the podcasts I do, like Otherware, Otherware Pod on Twitter, where I play Phantom the Brain. A new episode should be out at the end of this month. It will be the first proper episode of Nova Squad. So go check that out. Or you can go listen to Breathing Space, Fading a Frontier, where I was on season one, and I vote and will be on season two. Uh, season one is just ending. It should be ending by the end of this month or the start of next month. And season two won't be airing for a while, but... It's a perfect time to go binge all the episodes. Uh, or you can go follow Devoid of Space on Twitter, where at the end of this month and the start of next month, we will finally be putting out our casting call officially. So if you want to get on the ground floor of auditioning for Devoid of Space, which is a space horror anth- sci-fi anthology, you can go follow the Twitter now and you will see it there when the stuff gets put up. Uh, and that's everything that I do currently. Take it away. Cassidy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And I'll be tweeting about the RNGG Game of the Year stuff, probably, because that is happening right now as we speak. Yeah. And will continue to be happening until basically the end of the year. And you can find out about that and all of the other podcasts that I do and that I've guested on on my website, which is at madlobotanist.neocities.org, which is the same as my Twitter handle, .neocities.org. Cassidy. Yeah. How are we supposed to end this episode? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, very loud music is being played in someone's car. Anyways, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like a quote from the movie, and uh, that's Christmas. <laughs> and that's Christmas. Wait, I got it. <laughs> Boys, be Christmas. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Mice be talking. Excellent. How do I introduce myself into this? Uh, you know, it's up to you. I just realized I have a note about something here at the beginning. Yeah? Um, but it never comes up again. (laughs) Excellent. I can't wait to see what it is. Alright, I think I got it. I think I got to (laughs) wait. Okay. No, that wouldn't be funny. I was gonna say, hi, I'm Charlie, and I'm a boy called Christmas, but... No, I think that works. I think that works because I was going to call myself a funny little talking mouse. Oh, all right. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> <clears throat>